Hey listeners, starting this Friday, the 4th of March, I will be sending out a weekly email digest filled with the key takeaways from this past week. Resources used, music used, and some additional content and ideas to help you get more out of your life. To sign up, text the word TINY to 38470. Pull out your phone and do it right now. Trust me, you don't want to miss these weekly tidbits of awesome. So text the word TINY to 38470 and get yourself signed up. Support for this episode comes from the podcast Today's Growth by Ken Courtright. Later on in the episode, you'll hear a short interview between myself and Ken, but I recommend taking a listen to his show for some phenomenal advice on the psychology of growing a business and growing as a person. To listen, do a search for Today's Growth in your podcast app and let him know I sent you. In this episode, we talk about limiting beliefs and our tendency to sabotage our own successes. But don't sabotage yourself right now because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps, Big Change. Today's song is If I Had Antlers by Our Eyes. This is such a great track with an awesome vibe. It's perfect for getting work done, reading, or anything else that requires some thought. Check out the song and let's jump into the show. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big Changes, where I share simple, research-backed strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and one of my biggest problems is that I tend to sabotage myself right before I have a chance to do something and be successful at it. I'll work really hard and earnestly trying to get something done, but as soon as it starts going well, I'll look for every reason to back away and do something else. I'll convince myself that it's not fun anymore. I'll tell myself that I'm not good at it. I'll stop doing the work that got me to that point. Any excuse or reason I can find to derail my own efforts, honestly, it becomes attractive. This has caused a lot of issues in my life up to this point. I firmly believe that it's one of the main factors stopping me from accomplishing the things I'd like to accomplish. More so than the knowledge, more so than the money, more so than even the connections. I can get those things if I need to, but none of it matters if I derail myself before something good can come from it. Now, this probably sounds familiar, right? You put a lot of effort into achieving your goals. You desperately want to lose weight or start a business or write a book. And for a little while, you really earnestly work towards it. But then something happens. Something gets in the way. And all of a sudden, you're looking for every reason to go back to the way things were. It's frustrating. And I don't have to tell you that nothing in your life will change until you change it. So the purpose of this episode isn't to tell you to stop limiting yourself. Instead, 
I want to explore where this habit of self-sabotage and limitation comes from. So let's start here. What is a self-sabotaging behavior? Quote, behavior is said to be self-sabotaging when it creates problems and interferes with long-standing goals. The most common self-sabotaging behaviors are procrastination, self-medication with drugs or alcohol, comfort eating, and forms of self-injury such as cutting. End quote. The most common form of self-sabotage is one that we all do, procrastination. We know that we should work on that big project or go to the gym. We're aware of the benefits of getting them done, but we put it off anyway. How does that even make sense? How can we logically know that we should do something but still not do it? Well, it's because we're emotional creatures, not logical ones. So whether or not we know logically that we should doesn't really play a role. Our emotions are controlled by our beliefs. When we believe that something negative is happening to us, we have a negative emotional reaction towards that thing or event. So by this logic, it stands to reason that if we have a negative belief about ourselves or about an activity, we'll also have a negative emotional reaction towards ourselves or that activity. This is the heart of the problem, and it's the root of self-sabotage, limiting negative beliefs. Quote, Limiting beliefs are those which constrain us in some way. Just by believing them, we do not think, do, or say the things that they inhibit. And in doing so, we impoverish our lives. We may have beliefs about rights, duties, abilities, permissions, and so on. End quote. We sabotage ourselves in various areas of our lives because we hold deep limiting beliefs within those areas. If your goals are to lose weight and you find that you constantly break your diet, There's likely a belief you have around yourself, your identity, and your weight. If you want to start a successful business and you often back out right when things start to happen, you probably have a belief around yourself and your abilities or inabilities to manage and grow a business. When we hold limiting beliefs around different areas of our lives, it causes us to act accordingly. This is when self-sabotage rears its head and we end up derailing our own hard work. This, of course, then validates our belief in this area and it becomes a stronger belief. So if you want to avoid self-sabotage, we first need to tackle the beliefs we hold around the area of our life that we'd like to improve. This is a critical step in your personal development journey, and you'll have a hard time getting anywhere without dealing with this first. When we come back, I'll talk about where our limiting beliefs come from and lay out a plan of action for you to start removing some of these beliefs and their effects from your life. Stay tuned. Support for today's episode comes from the podcast Today's Growth. I'm a big fan of this show as the host, Ken Courtright, has built an incredible business for himself and is now using that knowledge and experience to help you with your own business or personal growth goals. To give you some context on his philosophy, I decided to bring him on to the show briefly to share his thoughts with you. Today, we're talking about one activity he recommends you do to start getting better results in all areas of your life. If you're happy with how much you grew personally in the last year and and you were ecstatic, well, then face backwards, look into the past and replicate that exactly. If you want to majorly change your personal growth, then you have to majorly change something. 
And so I would suggest facing forward, face into the future, and do something that scares the pants off you. For more of Ken and his wisdom, do a search for Today's Growth on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Ken's show today. So we're talking about limiting beliefs and self-sabotage. So far, we've made the link between these two by identifying that our self-sabotage and actions are ones we take in response to a limiting belief we hold. But where do limiting beliefs come from? Why do we hold on to them so tightly? For the answer to this, we look to evolution and childhood. Quote, old programming is one way to think about decisions you make as a child to better adapt to a conditionally accepting family. After all, when you're highly dependent on your caretakers for comfort, guidance, and support, what could be more essential than feeling securely bonded to them? End quote. For our purposes, old programming is just another word for limiting beliefs. This quote was pulled from an article by Leon F. Seltzer, PhD, on the Psychology Today website, and it outlines the exact origin of many of our limiting beliefs. As humans, we like to think of ourselves as the kings and queens of the world. We're the most intelligent, we're at the top of the food chain, and we've reshaped the planet to fit our needs. But underneath it all, we're just creatures like anything else. We're pre-programmed to prioritize survival over everything else. Survival to pass on our genes and raise the next generation and keep the species alive. It's our prime directive. This holds true even as children, though we obviously are not thinking about it consciously. Our number one job is to survive. As children, we're attached to our parents, to our sole caregivers. Our survival depends entirely on whether or not they keep us around. And as a result of this, we learn specific behaviors and adopt specific mindsets and attitudes in order to stay in their favor. Sure, you can argue that any self-respecting good parent would love their child regardless, but the subconscious part of a child's mind, which is the part making these decisions, by the way, isn't aware of that. It just sees that we need our parents' support to survive, and so it makes decisions and adopts beliefs based on survival. A lot of our limiting beliefs about ourselves and our relationship to things like money, food, or other people comes from this period in our life and comes from the relationship you and I had with our parents or caregivers. Other limiting beliefs come from a similar repeated outcome, and that is to say, if you constantly try to lose weight as an adult and constantly fail, after some time you'll internalize the idea that you just can't lose weight. This sets the stage perfectly for you to start taking self-sabotaging actions the next time you try. Okay, so let's bring it home. What can we do to tackle our limiting beliefs? Well, there are entire industries around this. A lot of people are making a lot of money selling the equivalent of snake oil to people who desperately want to rid themselves of something that has held them back since childhood. But here's the truth. It's really not an easy thing to do. Rewriting your psychology, erasing a connection that has existed within your brain for years. It's hard. It's really, really tough. It takes time and it takes constant effort. The first step is to be aware of what your limiting belief actually is. Many of the things we believe are not things we consciously think about. They're deeply rooted into the very fibers of our personality. 
There are many ways to reverse engineer the answer, but it ultimately comes down to answering a series of questions that progressively goes deeper and deeper into the problem. It's a very Freudian model, but this is where therapy or some degree of counseling can be useful. Having someone prompt you on particular self-sabotaging actions and then progressively dive deeper into the root cause can help you to identify the exact belief you hold on to in that topic. And if you don't want to go through a therapy or counseling model, journaling and free writing is another way of accomplishing a very similar feat. But the point is to identify your issue so that you can set out to replace it with a positive belief in the next step. And obviously, the second step is to replace that limiting belief with something that is positive. So if you've identified that your limiting belief is that you are bad with saving money, your goal here is to replace this belief with the idea that you are an excellent saver. Let me be clear, though. I'm not a big believer in positive affirmations. A lot of personal development gurus will give you a bunch of phrases at this point and tell you that all you have to do is say them over and over until you believe them. And I think that's absolutely nonsense. I don't put much stock in standing in front of a mirror and saying I'm awesome over and over again. What I do believe in is hard evidence. It's proof that you are, in fact, awesome. And to get that proof, you have to do stuff. You have to work. You have to brush up against failure and choose the opposite path. So in order to replace your limiting beliefs with positive beliefs, don't stand in your bathroom saying something nice while your world crumbles around you. Go get actual proof of the positive belief you'd like to install and get it on a daily basis. If you want to get in better shape, but you have a limiting belief that you can't lose weight, start going to the gym every single day. Very quickly, you'll start to build the belief that you are the kind of person that goes to the gym. And you know what? You'll have some real physical results to back it up. So how about you? What's the worst thing you've ever done to sabotage yourself? Reach out on Twitter with the hashtag MyTinyLeaps and let's chat. Starting this Friday the 5th, I will be sending out an awesome tiny leaps digest via email in this email you'll get a roundup with key takeaways from all the episodes published this week you'll get the links to all resources used in my research and you'll get links to all of the music used in this week's episodes oh and it's totally free so to sign up all you have to do is text the word tiny to 38470 right now this digest is going to be amazing it's going to be a fantastic way to stay connected with the show and find all the research you need to dive deeper into your favorite topic. So go ahead and text the word TINY to 38470 right now and let's get the ball rolling. That's it for episode 43. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like the show, it would mean the world to me if you could do three things. Number one, hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any future episodes. Hitting subscribe also has the side effect of helping the show rank higher, which means more people will find it and more people get to learn and enjoy the same goodness that you love. Number two, Share this episode or any other episode with one person, just a single person that you think needs to hear that message. Let them know about the show, recommend this episode to them, and get them to listen. Number three, reach out on Twitter with the hashtag MyTinyLeaps and let me know that you did both of these. I'd love to connect with you, I'd love to talk to you, and I'd love to learn a little bit more about who you are. On till the next episode, I've been Greg Clunas, and remember... All big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day.